I'm pulling out some of my favorite recipes, and the boys have been loving the salads, and they're even helping me tear the leaves, and they love taking part in that too. So they're learning how to do things in the kitchen, get a confidence so that they can go on to continue cooking on their own as they get older. Take this time now when everybody's at home to do things like that. I really think that's really important. Well, hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for giving the show a listen, or a view, or a download, wherever it is in the world that you are. We appreciate the fact that you are here. On today's show, I thought that we would do something a little bit different. Not going to have a doctor on. We're not going to have a nurse on. We're not even going to have a dietitian on. But who we are going to have on is someone that many of us can relate to. We're going to be welcoming Audrey Dunham back to the exam room. She is currently with her husband, Jeff Dunham, and their twin sons out in California. They've been under a stay-at-home order for some time now. And so I thought we should check in with her and just get a sense on how they're coping with the stress. What ideas can she give us to help us out as we're going through this angst-ridden time? And then Autry's also going to take us into her kitchen. And you know, everyone there, they're always at home. And that means there is a lot more cooking to be done. For Jeff, for the boys, for her, we're talking about three meals every single day, plus snacks, all of that at home. So what are some of the ways, what are some of the shortcuts that she's found to help ease that burden, perhaps not spend quite as much time in the kitchen, yet still churn out those delicious healthy, healthy plant-based meals. So we're going to be going over some recipes that she's developed. And these are some that you can even get your own kids involved with. You know, it's never too early to get them involved in the cooking process because the younger they start, those healthy habits, the better off they're going to be. Perhaps even last a lifetime. That is the goal. And of course, we can't have Audrey on without talking about cookies. She has this delicious line of cookies from Peanuts Bake Shop, and we're going to be talking about ways that you can bake these cookies without oil. She has come armed with a lot of swaps for oil, so you can keep these cookies healthy and low-fat and oh-so-delicious. Continuing here on the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee with the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. And you know, so many of us are stuck at home right now. There is nowhere to go. Even if you're not on a government-mandated lockdown, odds are you're still holed up at home and you might be going a little bit stir-crazy. So I thought, well, who would be the perfect person to talk to about this than our old friend, Audrey Dunham? Audrey, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you so much. Wonderful to be back. It's it's such a pleasure to have you here. Um, Audrey, of course, you can find her on AudreyDunham.com and at Audrey E. Dunham on Instagram. And, of course, her delicious cookies at Peanuts Bake Shop. And I'm sure right now you are busy in the kitchen whipping up all kinds of cookies, aren't you? 
Oh, yes. And what's nice is they're, they're now available on Amazon, um, both in single packs and three packs. And um, right now Amazon's being really picky about what is allowed to be sold. Um, anybody – so I should say – so, of course, you can find almost anything and everything on Amazon, but they're only allowing uh, companies that have essentials to – uh, ship any more uh, product to their headquarters to be shipped out for Prime, especially. And so, um, <laughs> thankfully, these cookie kits, Peanuts Bake Shop cookie kits, made it into the essentials category, and uh, we get to keep sending out more products so people can bake at home. <laughs> so I'm really, really happy about that because I think it's it's important to have cookie kits that are, are made with ingredients you can feel good about. These are vegan and gluten-free, but don't taste like it. They're amazingly decadent. Um, but it's also a fun family activity or something fun to do by yourself, too. So I think they're definitely essential, and we're baking a lot for sure right now. And I should tell you that my friends who are not vegan whatsoever, they can't taste a difference between these cookies and, and regular cookies, even when I use the substitutions in there. So I, I try not to use oil in, in my cookies that I bake up right. from your kits, and you you were so gracious to send me the, uh, just this amazing list of oil substitutions that is a mile long. Like, there's so many different ways you could go for it. It's just so much fun. Yeah, exactly. And and I have those notes in front of me now of all the different ways that you can substitute the oil. But you know what? I'll make it easy on everybody. And I'm just going to, um, as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to type up something from my blog on AudreyDenham.com. I'll just title the post, um, Oil-Free Peanuts Bake Shop Chocolate, uh, you know, Cookie Kits or something to that extent or oil-free cookie kits recipes um, so people can just look it up if they're interested and they can jump on my website um, and, and find that easily there. Yeah, and again, we've got the yeah. link there in the episode notes, so check that out. And uh, I know that you and I are going to be talking about some other fun little recipes that you can whip up here while you're holed up at home in just a little bit. But, uh, Audrey, before we get to that, I know that you and, and Jeff and the boys, you guys are in California, which uh, was among the first states to really go on this lockdown during the coronavirus outbreak. How are you guys doing? Oh, you know, it's so funny because um, a lot of people have a lot of free time now and they're kind of lounging and bored and trying to figure out what to do with themselves and um, they're sleeping in and they make jokes about switching from their daytime pajamas to their nighttime pajamas and <laughs> <laughs> that is just not the case for us. We are busier than ever now that our boys are home from school. They they were so active and so busy all day long, Monday through Friday, um, in their in their preschool. Um uh and now they're home every day. <laughs> and, but um, you know, they're they're four and a half. And so they're not in um, a, a school where the curriculum, it, like they have to finish the grade in order to move on to the next. We're, we're blessed in that regard that they're not older kids. And for parents out there who have um, kindergarten through uh, seniors in high school and even older um, call, early college age kids at home, I, I really give you a lot of credit. Having to do all that from home must be a real challenge, and um, I, you know, I'm thankful for the technology we have this day, you know, in this day and age. But um, gosh, all the moms and dads out there dealing with kids that have to finish these grades in, in order to move on, I give you a, a, um, a virtual big hug right now. Um, but at the same time. We also don't want our kids' brains to go to mush, and they were really learning some stuff in preschool, so we want to keep that up. Um, it's, it's so funny because I remember when I was in kindergarten, I was just learning my ABCs, but, I mean, these kids are in, in pre-K, and they're already, you know, they're really pushing the alphabet now, and so we're keeping up on that. 
Um, we're, we're reviewing their cutting skills so they know how to use scissors properly. We're nice. teaching them to color lines. Yes. <laughs> so um, we, have, um, we have a couple 30 minutes increments of school time. Um, that's about all a little preschool can handle. And uh, we, we figured out that's about how much learning time they had. Um, at their preschool, too, um, once they work in all the eating periods, they had, like, two snacks and a lunch and then a nap <laughs> and then an outdoor play time. And so I'm like, okay, I did the math. I figured out, okay, oh they have God. two 30-minute times where they, they actually learn something in school. I so want that schedule that for my life. <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> it's like they show up, they do a little bit of work, and then they eat. And That's then they go outside and they play, and then they come back in and eat. And then they go to take a nap. And then they wake up. And then they have another snack, and then they do a little bit of learning, and then we come pick them up. And that was it. So, Tell the boys I'm jealous. <laughs> right? Exactly. I know. Um, so we're keeping up with that. But then, of course, I know something that a lot of people can relate to, whether or not they have kids or not, is that you're cooking at home more now than ever. And, I mean, I'm talking to people that are like, I can't believe it. I'm cooking three meals a day now. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I know. Me too. Yeah. And um, I, I feel like most of us are probably feeling a little bit torn. We want to be able to support local restaurants. But then again, you're, you wonder about spreading germs and is that really staying at home? Is that, is that really the best thing we all could be doing for our health to have, um, you know, somebody deliver food to us or have somebody make our food? And it's, just, it's so awful. It's just this horrible feeling because um, I really – I. I really want to support these small businesses especially um, and keep that going. So um, what we've done is we have bought some gift certificates to some of the um, smaller uh, mom-and-pop type restaurants so that we're still supporting them in a small way, uh, but we're doing all the cooking ourselves. Um, and, um, and so, I mean, there's a couple of key ways that I've been able to kind of figure this out to make it as simple as possible so that I'm not constantly making like these big meals for every single meal. I'm, I'm curious because I think that this is something typically we don't talk about on the exam room, but I'm curious because I think that so many people are going through the same thing. You work from home. Right. Now the kids are home. How are you able to balance all of that? Oh, man. It Well, okay. So the first couple of days, um, we were going crazy because we didn't have any kind of schedule. We were trying to figure this new normal out, and now Jeff is on the ro- is, is no longer on the road. Um, for those who don't know, um, uh, Jeff is my husband, um, comedian and ventriloquist uh, Jeff Dunham, um, and um, so all of his shows now are postponed. And until well, he does have one Vegas show at the end of May. We're not sure if that's going to happen or not. We'll wait and see. Um, and then he has some shows that have been postponed to June, but. So for now he's he's home and um and uh and so both of us are are trying to figure out how to keep um the ball rolling on our careers and 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 but still um be there for one another, be there for our kids. So what we finally had to do after a couple of days of wanting to pull our hair out, we just created a schedule. And I literally typed it up, put it on the refrigerator, and even if we're not exact, um, we have a pretty good idea of where we are um, 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 for each day. And so Jeff has his little block of time that he works, and um, and then I usually take the boys out for a really long walk during that time, so he has complete peace and quiet here. And he's usually doing at-home YouTube videos and that sort of thing. He's sharing a lot of um, what he's working on right now with his fans. Um 
in his shop and in the garage and all kinds of little projects he has going on, and people love that. And then um, and then we do lunch, and the boys take a nap. And if, if they feel like it, they're getting kind of old now, so sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, and then um, either way, they're laying down for a little bit, so that helps. And then... Um, uh, and then in the afternoon, that's my time. I get a couple hours, and Jeff has the boys, um, which is what we're doing right now. Actually, the boys are outside with Jeff, and um, and then we come back together just before dinner. Um, and I uh, make dinner, but I usually get some help from one of the two boys. They want to come in and help me, and which um, is very sweet, but it does slow things down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> But it's great because I want them to know how to cook and be comfortable in the kitchen, and it starts it usually starts at a young age. Um, and yeah, so following that schedule has been everything. We just make sure they get to bed on by a certain time, which we were doing anyway. Um, and then, but now I'm waking them up really early in the morning to increase the odds of them actually wanting to take a nap. Um, and uh, just and just so they don't become overly lazy too and, and sleep in a little bit more, we don't want any of that. Um, so that schedule has made all the difference in the world. Um, but now, of course, everybody being home more now, the house is getting really dirty, and so now, um, I think the next schedule I'll be re- be creating is a house cleaning schedule, and we'll start um, getting the entire family involved. Um, the boys have never had to clean much, but they're going to start, I think. That's right. Four and a half. <laughs> Give them a mop. Give them a broom. Yes. Give them something. Yeah. I mean, exactly. <laughs> Give them a little duster. And they're already helping me transfer clothes from the washing machine to the dryer. And so, you know, they want to. They think it's interesting and fun. So That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that you guys are, are you know, finding some sort of normalcy as much as you can in making these schedules uh, during this just wacky, wacky time that we're living in at the moment. Oh, okay. So, and honestly, I think that a schedule is a good idea for someone, regardless of whether they're a parent or not. You know, keep yourself um, on on schedule so you don't fall into that lazy trap. Yes, yes, yes. And and I think that if you're not the type that is going to want to put together an at home workout, there's more of those available online now than ever. Um, a lot of fitness trainers are putting together some amazing at-home workouts. But if that's not your thing, uh, going out for a walk every day is is going to save your sanity. And hopefully you live in a place where you're able to do that or at least drive to a place where you can do that. Um, and um, um, it, it just getting some fresh air, getting out of your home, it, it's such a stress reliever. And I can't... Um, I can't even say this enough. It, it, I highly encourage you to do it every single day, 30 minutes to an hour. Um, I do that with the boys, and it's now become my favorite part of the day. And it's it's important not just for mental health, but honestly for physical health. A lot of these shows, the doctors, the experts that I've been speaking with recently since this pandemic began, they all stress the importance of regular exercise when it comes to boosting the immune system, making sure that you're able to fight off uh, viruses and, and bacteria as best as you possibly can. Now, of course, there's never any guarantee, but it certainly does not hurt. It puts you in the best position possible to stay healthy. Oh, yeah. I mean, and ultimately, when it comes down to it, it comes down to the circulation. You want your blood circulating throughout your body. Um, You want to get your heart muscle nice and strong and um, keep it strong. And, of course, you don't want your muscles to atrophy. You want those to stay nice and strong. If you're you're not using muscles, your body isn't going to think that you need them, and they're going to start to go away. And so that's just how that works. But... Um, and then um, when you don't exercise, you become more stressed out, whether 
it's more of a physical stress or a mental stress, um, or you might you're more likely to worry um, if you're not getting some circulation going and getting some um, relief um, from just sitting there stagnant watching the news. If you're actually exercising, getting your blood pumping, you're more likely to feel less stress. Um, it's more it's so important, and um, and so those are the things that I keep in mind, and that's um, it's actually become kind of fun now with the walking routine. Um, to see how many steps I'm getting in each day. I have a, a, a little tracker that I wear on my wrist, and um, and now I'm well over 10,000 steps every day, which I wasn't doing before. Nice. Um, without jumping on, like, a cardio machine or something that gave me steps. And so getting out and actually earning those steps, <laughs> being outside, it's so fun and rewarding to see that. And I encourage you, even if you get, like, a cheap pedometer of some sort, Wear that and and make sure you get in those ten thousand steps every day, and you'll feel so much better. It, it did, you know. When I was walking the weight off, uh, that's exactly what happened. I it kind of became a game of one, where every day I would try to outdo myself to see how many more steps I could take. And it was it was not about going to the gym and running on the treadmill. It was just about walking, and it 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 just yeah. it was so beneficial for my mood, for physical health, just for every single thing imaginable. So, if you're not a runner, don't worry about it. Just go for a walk. See how far you can go. Um, but let's talk about other things that are good for mental health. And I think that a good meal and a good snack, there is nothing like that to put a smile on your face. And so with everybody that's inside right now, what are some of the things that you've been whipping up in the kitchen? What kind of fun ideas do you have for us? Well, I, so I, I'll be completely honest. Before um, all of this, I would um, really take the time to kind of – make the meals um, custom to each member of the family. So I know that one kid likes this and another one likes this, and so I'll make kind of like two different little things, two different types of sandwiches, or um, one would get pasta and the other one would get um, a bowl of quinoa with ketchup on it <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> and at this point now, I'm like, I just can't. <laughs> I'm telling you, the ketchup is key to getting kids to eat things like quinoa. Quinoa it's and gold. ketchup, okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is a favorite. But the key is you have to stir in the ketchup. It can't just be on top because then they'll just eat like the top layer and then ask for more ketchup. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, it's golden. Same with veggies. You can put ketchup on the side and tell them to break, dip their broccoli in, in ketchup, and they think it's awesome. But um, um, anyway, so but now I'm at a point now I'm like, I'm going crazy. This is taking way too much time. So now is a better time than ever to try and get us all eating the same types of things. And so if you have kids in the house and you can relate to this, then I would say, hey, you should try this too because it, it, it saves you time. It saves you sanity, sanity because five, ten minutes leading up to dinner, I have two kids hounding me, asking me when it's going to be done, judging what's going on their plate, <laughs> and and I couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> so I just said, okay, guys, there's going to be some changes. Um, and I got them pulled out some plates that they've never used before to make it a little fun experience. And they said, you guys need to start um, uh, eating a little bit more of what mom and dad are eating. And so we're slowly starting to introduce some foods that they hadn't, um, haven't really necessarily eaten uh, much in the past, um, and which has been kind of fun. And they actually enjoy it. They like um, eating what we're eating. And, um, and, and so for any parents out there who normally make something separate for your kids, now is the time to get them to start eating some more adult-type food if they hadn't already. Um, so that's been a key thing. But 
all in all, if I can make food in big batches, that is super key. And then I like to kind of bring everything together on the plate. So I'll make a giant batch of quinoa, a giant batch of um, roasted veggies, um, a whole bunch of baked potatoes, a whole bunch of sweet potatoes, bake them all. Um, what else did I make today? I um, Oh, I, I sautéed some, um, you get that cabbage mix. It looks like it's in an, um, a lettuce bag. Yep. But it's actually just cabbage with um, maybe sometimes some carrots. And um, and I saute that with some seasoned rice vinegar and then even a little bit of um, orange marmalade, and it is amazing. You don't need any oil or water, just those things. Like you just splash a good amount of the seasoned rice vinegar with a big bag of that um, cabbage mix. And um, the marmalade is optional. You don't really need that, but... Um, until it's soft and it becomes this nice addition to the plate. It really fills you up and it's sweet and tangy. And, of course, having a little bit of vinegar with each meal has been proven to help um, with um, your you know, microbiome, your gut bacteria, but it also has, um, there's also a study that came out saying that if you have a little bit of vinegar with each meal, it helps with weight loss. Um, all in all, it's, it, it's just a, a healthy little fun, easy recipe, and so I've um, been doing a lot of that. Um, I like doing things that are that are really filling, um, um, like uh, um, cauliflower rice, making a giant batch of that, um, you know. But basically, anything plant-based is going to be really filling. So you have that high fiber, high water content for so many of the foods. Um, and then um, I'm just keeping it really simple. So I'll just put together stuff that can all come into a bowl together. And that's most of what we're eating for lunch, at least these days. So they're like a, it's like a, a grain veggie bowl almost every day, but the ingredients inside will vary just depending on what I have in the refrigerator. The kids are they're digging the uh, the veggie bowls. Yeah, you know they love it. Um, and something that I've talked about in the past um, is an ingredient that I cannot <laughs> I cannot praise this ingredient enough, which is called balsamic glaze, and sometimes it's called aged balsamic. Um, regardless, what you're looking at is a syrupy, balsamic little situation that's delicious and sweet and tangy and makes everything taste good. So, um, And then I have a recipe to how to make your own on my website just from plain balsamic vinegar. It's just super easy. Um, um, more or less, you just put a bunch in a pot, bring it to a boil. Once it reaches the boiling point, you turn it down to a simmer and you let it simmer until it turns into a syrup. You can drizzle that over veggies, over quinoa, over beans, uh, tempeh, tofu, you name it, and, and it tastes great. That's it outstanding. That's so much intense flavor. Yes, and my boys are addicted to this stuff, too. Um, I think they even like it more than ketchup. <laughs> and, I was just going to ask if they, you they mix ketchup in there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so they, they call it the black stuff. <laughs> Can I have some of that black stuff? And, um, and I'll keep telling him it's the glaze. Ask for the glaze, and um, and uh, it's it's now always on our kitchen table. It's just become one of the things that's always there, along with the salt and pepper and um, the hot sauce. It's just always sitting there as an option, and um, that's key to getting them to eat veggies. Sometimes, you know, a lot of the times um, they'll they'll just go for it. They love frozen veggies. They like it and little cold little bites, so frozen peas or like the mixed vegetables with the corn and the carrots and the peas and the little green beans. They love chomping down on those. There's something fun about having something cold and icy like that sometimes. Um, kids really like that especially. So I'll just throw those on the plate last thing, and they, they even ask for those sometimes, the frozen peas. Um, um, who, who would have thought? Yeah, and what, 
I know. I just kind of discovered that by accident when they right after they got teeth, <laughs> when they were little babies. Um, I just tried putting those on their tray. They went for it because I was like, "What's small that they can eat?" And peas came to mind, and and uh, yeah, so they've been eating them since then. But I'll even have my friends who bring over their not right now, but in the past, back when I could have friends over, um, uh, where they had to bring over their little kids, um, their three or four year olds. Um, or even older, and they'll see my boys eating those and ask if they can have some too. And the parents are always flabbergasted. I had no idea my kid would eat peas. This is crazy. <laughs> and um, so you just don't know until you try, and you keep a positive attitude about it. And then they, they're, um, uh, they'll often surprise you. Um, I even have my little boy, James, who's totally in love with Brussels sprouts. And um, and so, all right. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Stop the phone. You have a four (laughs) four and a half year old who is in love with Brussels sprouts. Yes, it's all in the preparation. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Yeah, and of course, like sometimes you'll go to restaurants and who knows what they're doing to those Brussels sprouts in the kitchen? They're like way too crispy and a little oily. You're like, oh no, this isn't good, but. You know, it's you, sometimes you don't always have a lot of control. You just order them, and and they come to the table a certain way. And and um, I always make sure there's no bacon. That's the thing I always double check and triple check that there's no animal products added. But then, other than that, I try and not be too crazy when we dine out. But um, um, they'll come to the table, and uh, of course, James really loves those. Um, but at home, I'll roast them, and and then um, once. They come out of the oven, I'll toss them in either that balsamic glaze or there's also another magical ingredient called pomegranate molasses, which isn't really molasses at all. It just looks like it, um, but it's basically making that same type of syrupy goodness out of pomegranate juice. Huh. And So you're looking at tangy, sweet, bright red, beautiful, amazing ingredient that makes everything taste really good too. So. That's another one out there if you want to try and get your kids to eat veggies or just make your own food taste a little bit better. Look for pomegranate molasses. It's an amazing ingredient. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. So what uh, what other kind of fun things have you been whipping up there in the kitchen? Okay, let's see. Um, well, we try and, and um, have fun on the days that feel really stressful, the days that we feel like we need a little extra comfort. Oh, that's every we'll day right fun. now. <laughs> I know. You know, it's it's so true. And I have to say, um, I think we all went through a, a week where we were really, truly in shock, where we were trying to figure out what life was going to look like from now on, this really horrible feeling of uncertainty, which we still are experiencing now. But for a while, like work, we didn't know what work was going to look like. Um, we didn't know what tomorrow is going to look like as far as um, are we going to be able to get groceries I feel like every day is a little bit nerve-wracking in that regard I get I feel like I'm the one in charge of the food in the house and I I will honestly feel major anxiety um, with the idea of running out of food and I just have to step back and go wait a minute I have lots of food that I haven't even looked at in months and that has been tucked away different types of flours and um, and different types of pasta or rice just dried grains that have just been sitting there. Like, we are not going to run out of food anytime soon because, um, first of all, our, our grocers are working really, really hard to make sure that we don't run out of a food supply. And as long as we don't hoard, then, then there's going to be plenty for everybody. And I just keep reminding myself, okay, 
just take a deep breath. We're going to be okay. And why not have a little fun with those four grains that have just been sitting there and being, being ignored um, and, um, and come up with some fun stuff or just at least cook them um, the basic way and then add some fun spices. Yeah. So that's one thing that we've been doing. But on those days that have been really high stress that were, I just feel particularly exhausted and maybe have the blues and, um, you know, right now, I, I, I did talk about that one week where we all felt a lot of shock. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of fears, I think, for a lot of us for a week and probably even now. Um, we're really thankful that we're all still healthy in our family. Um, but I know there are a lot of families out there who can't say the same. And uh, my heart goes out to those people. I can't even imagine. Um, but um, some days, you know, you want to make sure that your health is still a top priority, but you um, just need a little something extra. And so I'll whip up breakfast for dinner and that's always fun and uh-huh. um, one recipe that we always turn to is my pumpkin pancakes um because they're really really flavorful really comforting and they're easy and everybody loves them and so that's something that's easy to make because canned pumpkin is is usually easy to find right now because it's in a can and um um and it's not just a seasonal item it's always around yeah, walk me through that recipe. What What is in there other than the canned pumpkin? Is it a traditional <laughs> pancake that just happens to have the, the pumpkin thrown in, too? Oh, so I have two, two different versions. Um, what you'll find on my website is one that that contains two different types of flowers. There's a wheat flour and then a note flour. But then down in the notes, I give you an option to make a gluten-free version if you like. It's just an easy swap. Um, and then so there's the two different types of flour. And then we have some ground flaxseed. Um, let's see, what else? It's actually a really healthy, healthy recipe. Um, it all just depends on what you decide to top your pancakes with. Ah. <laughs> so if you add some vegan butter and some syrup, then, you know, eh. But, um, you know, we, one little secret that I've, I've been encouraging with my family is to put the syrup on the side, and then you end up using less. And so you, you kind of use it as like a dip. Oh, that's smart. Um, yeah, and that it just ends up. I mean, first of all, of course, I have my moments where I have anxiety about running out of maple syrup. <laughs> I'm like, conserve your syrup. I'm like, no, 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 everything's going to be okay. I don't want to let this fear, you know, ruin our our meal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, and I'm like, we're not going to run out of syrup. Everything's going to be okay. Just take a deep breath and relax. So, um, uh, but. You know, and so that's a really fun recipe. Um, I think that that's pretty much it. There's the flowers, the um, the pumpkin, pumpkin pie spice. Um, I have a couple other spices that I throw in there too. I really wanted it to be like an immediate like burst of flavors, and you took a bite, like wow. So the spices play a big role in that. Um, I think there's three different. It might be pumpkin pie spice, allspice, and cinnamon, I believe. And um, so that's a really fun one. I also have an oatmeal waffle recipe that's really fun to make for um, for breakfast for dinner. Ooh. And I originally created that recipe for Veg News. They asked me to create um, a fun springtime recipe last year. Um, and I asked them if they wanted something for breakfast, maybe a waffle recipe, and they said, sure. And then after, you know, experimenting with it for a while, I realized, wow, waffle recipes are really hard to get creative with because you kind of just kind of have to stick with basic recipe, and then you can have fun with the toppings, but you can't get too exotic with the recipe itself because you have that waffle maker aspect, and it's really finicky. But um, I managed to come up with a, a, a really great oatmeal, um, like an oat uh, waffle 
that has berries on top. Um, they're called mixed berry oat waffles on the website, but um, of course you can leave the berries off and just top it with whatever you like. The boys like peanut butter on top, um, peanut butter and jelly, um, and then they'll just pick it up and eat it, and that's kind of fun. Um, and then in the mornings, but in the mornings, I've kind of gotten everybody on board with just having oatmeal. So I make a pot of oatmeal, just keep it really simple. And then if anybody wants to mix it up, they can add some fun toppings. So um, that's kind of the routine we're in right now. And it's, it really helps simplify things because as a couple weeks ago, I was making custom breakfast for everybody in the family. <laughs> that's a lot of work. That is a lot yeah. of work. I mean, I love cooking and Nutrition is really important to me, and I feel like if I can get my kids um, a really healthy start to life and hopefully develop some healthy habits for the rest of their lives, that is the biggest, best gift I can give them. Definitely. Besides being um, a nice, nurturing mother. <laughs> but, um, so I just want to set them up to have long, healthy lives, and food is the best way to do that. And um, it's top, top priority to me, so the time is always worth it. But at the same time, um, I want to stay sane right now. And, um, oh, I should mention, I have them eating salad every night, too. So I make a big salad for the whole family. And I always say, hey, if the salad dressing tastes good, then the salad will taste good. And so I'm pulling out some of my favorite recipes, and the boys have been loving the salads. And they're even helping me tear the leaves to put into the bowl, which is, is really nice and helpful, and they love um, taking part in that, too. So if you have kids out there, if they're four and older and they want to help you in the kitchen, um, or even if they don't want to, I would encourage them to, and that way they can uh, feel part of the meal, feel like they, they're learning how to do things in the kitchen, um, get a confidence so that they can go on to continue cooking on their own as they get older. Um, take this time now when everybody's at home to do things like that. Um, I really think that's really important. Yeah, I've always heard and thought that when it comes to kids and vegetables, if you get them involved in the cooking process or even growing them in a garden, they're going to be much, much, much more inclined to actually eat that Brussels sprout. Oh, yeah. For sure. If they they have that connection. I mean, I remember there was a time when, maybe this was just about a year ago or so, it was it was the fall, and I had had one of them with me in a cart in the grocery store, and they saw the Brussels sprouts on one of those stalks, you know, those big long stalks with all the Brussels sprouts attached to it, and they were just blown away, and they were <laughs> able to make that connection, like this is a plant, and then this is, you know, somebody had to grow this, and then now they ask a lot of questions, like who grew this, who made this, and um, they're super curious about where food comes from, but yeah, absolutely, we we only grow a couple of things right now. Um, um, we have some parsley, we have some chives, and some lemons, and that's it, um, because we're just starting into spring here. Um, but I've already contacted our, our local nursery to see if they'll um, deliver some plants. And so we have some tomato plants on the way, and the boys love getting into that. They love picking their own tomatoes. We'll eat them right off the, off the vine. And, um, oh, those are so good, too. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. It's like it, we all race. <laughs> to get to <laughs> it's like picking candy off the plant and waiting for them to be ready for sure that's that's huge getting them connected to their own food so they can see where it comes from um, be part of the process in any way makes a big difference uh, you know it sounds like all in all you guys are doing okay out there you've got a lot of fun ideas you're getting the kids involved in the kitchen um, you're obviously keeping everything healthy there and not just letting the diet devolve into junk food um, which uh, is not the best idea, uh, especially right now. So uh, really, uh, my hat is off to you for everything that you're doing. 
Oh, thank you so much. I mean, I, we figure if you have the time now to put a lot of time and thought into your health, why not why not focus on the things you do have control over, which might now doesn't really feel like there's a whole lot you do have control over. You do have control over your thoughts. You do have control over what you eat. You got to eat. So even if it's um, some frozen veggies that you saute with um, a sauce of some sort and some rice, that is a really healthy meal, much better than something fried um, or um, battered or anything of that sort or any kind of um, um, meat, of course, or dairy product. There's no need to slip into unhealthy habits right now. If you have the time and you're able to get a hold of some healthy food of any sort, um, take advantage and, and use this time um, because that's one thing we do have control over for the most part. And I and I try and focus on that too. Yep. And um, yeah, so um, I hope everybody's hanging in there out there and that um, everybody's keeping a positive attitude and, and listening to this podcast is a great way to keep a positive mindset. And we all take our hats off to you, Chuck, and the PCRM group for continuing on and spreading some good information and, and positive information too. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I, I kind of feel like it's almost more important now than ever that, that we get this out there because the studies have shown, especially, you know, we, we know all about the health benefits of, of food, but, you know, as far as eating a plant-based diet, you know, it has been proven on a number of occasions that people who do not eat meat, do not eat dairy by and large, uh, have a better demeanor, a more pleasant demeanor, a happier mood than people who eat that standard American diet. And a lot of that has to do with, I think, the gut microbiome. But, you know, it's it's super, super important right now that we just take as good a care of ourselves as possible. Yes. And getting it, like you said before, being on a schedule, making sure you get, do get enough sleep. That's one thing that Jeff and I do struggle with is because once the boys are in bed, like, okay, we have an hour to ourselves to be together, to watch something we want to watch on TV, um, and, um, and you know, uh, just be together. And going to bed early can be hard because we're cutting that time together short. Yeah. But it's, it's always worth it. If we can, even if it's just 15, 20, 30 minutes that we can get to bed a little bit earlier, then it'll make all the difference the next day. It, it makes a difference in your mood. It makes a difference in what you choose to eat because you're not reaching for quick snacks to bring your energy up um, or even extra treats because that's what we're prone to do when we're tired. And um, so that's a big thing too. That's one thing that we're working on and we're constantly evaluating how we're feeling the next day, what time we went to bed the night before, seeing what we can work on and improve on um, because it even makes a difference on whether or not you feel like going out for that walk or for, for your little, do your little at-home workout, um, how much sleep you got the night before. So I hope that people are, are, um, are also doing that. Yeah. Eat well, sleep well. Uh, you'll like this episode that I have coming up with Dr. Hanna Kaliova. Um, she and her team of researchers actually just did a full-blown study uh, on the effect of sleep and how important it is for ah. all aspects of our health, including immunity. Um, so, oh yeah, it's uh, it's just really, really fascinating to see why it's so important that we get those eight hours every night. It's it's amazing what a difference it can make. Oh man, I know that's. I'm still working on it. <laughs> We're on that couch together, and I can hear the cuckoo clock go off. Like, okay, I need to go up and go to bed and just do it. But it's oh, prying yourself off the couch and having to know that that time together is over. But it's so worth it. We just got to do it. 
Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it's one of those little areas of discipline. You just got to do it. That's it. Not even think about it. Don't even give yourself the opportunity to talk yourself out of it. Just get up. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> yes. So, all right. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I have to stop talking because I could talk about this all day long. I'm so passionate about the subject. But I know. Um, that's that's anyway, what I love about I'll leave you. it on that's, that note. Yeah, that's why you know <laughs> keep bringing you on. I don't think that there's ever going to be any shortage of things for you and I to talk about. So I'm sure that you, no? you'll be back on the show in the not-too-distant future. Yes. And, you know, I, I just want to end on one amazing note because for those of you out there who do not know, Chuck has lost – 280 pounds and kept it off that is just amazing to me and and one thing that that i think is a highlight right here and what people really need to hear during this time especially is that you never went to the gym when you were losing that weight isn't that correct no not never i was very anti-gym for uh for that uh journey um especially at the beginning Right, and that's how that just goes to show how important food is and food choices and a mindset above all else. Um, that's what you really need, and the exercise, it can help you out, even if it's just walking, and I know you did a lot of walking, but don't think that you need to, just because 24-hour fitness or, or whatever your gym is shut down right now, that um, all hope is lost for your health. It's, com- the, you know, it's, it's exactly the opposite. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because I think it's, an amazing little fact for everybody to learn. <laughs> well, thank you. Like you, you, you totally make my day. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for having me on again. This is always a pleasure to be here, and um, and I look forward to being back on again. Um, hopefully, when the world is under uh, better circumstances, of course. Amen to that. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to put the links off to all of your recipes that are up on your blog at AudreyDunham.com. Those are in the episode notes, or you just type in that URL right there, and you're going to be good to go either way. And of course, those delicious cookies, uh, still available at Amazon, they have been deemed essential. So this is fantastic news for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I felt like they were essential, so I'm so glad that Amazon agrees. Yeah, amen. And uh, and of course, over at that blog, you've got the substitutions for the oil swap, so you are good to go. Yes, and I will mention that, that um, just one last little thing, I did um, make the oil amounts in the cookie kits as low as possible without affecting the flavor or the texture of the cookie, so it's not an enormous amount of oil, but for those who do want to completely swap it out, those options are on AudreyDunham.com. Outstanding. Audrey Dunham, thank you so very much for your time. Stay safe, and we'll get oh, through this you. together. Absolutely. Likewise, thank you so much. We've posted a link to Audrey's recipes and the cookie kits in the episode notes below. Always so good to catch up with Audrey. She comes armed with so many great ideas and hopefully... Hopefully, you can implement a few of them yourself, especially that cutting corners in the kitchen thing. You know, how can you save time in the kitchen? I think that she's got that down to a pretty good science. I know I'm going to try to implement that for Julie and I here at our house. I'll tell you, we have been super busy at the Physicians Committee, never slowing down. This pandemic is not slowing us down. As a matter of fact, we're busier than ever. The Exam Room Live is now on Facebook multiple times every single week. We just had our premiere episode uh, on Thursday with Dr. Neil Barnard talking about how diet changes can lower the risk of the conditions that can actually make the coronavirus worse. So really important topic of conversations. Now, what Dr. Barnard stressed in this Facebook Live, and you can head over to the Physicians Committee Facebook page. We put a link to that below as well. 
what he stressed is that food cannot make us immune to the coronavirus. Nothing really can yet. But what food and a healthy diet can do, hopefully, is prevent you from having such a severe case of it. It's about being as healthy as possible, dealing with those comorbidities that can make the coronavirus, the COVID-19 spell so much worse. Well, let's bring them under control first, those comorbidities, and then hopefully, hopefully then the virus won't be as strong. Then on Friday, noon Eastern, we're going to be back at it. Another edition of the exam room live. Dr. Barnard will be back along with Dr. Vanita Raman. She will be joining us. And we all know that COVID-19 attacks the respiratory system. And that means that smokers and vapors, they may really want to think twice about taking a puff because that habit can really put them in a hard way right now. So we're going to be getting into the science behind that, the science of smoking and vaping. Why is it risky? And also, we're going to be talking about the best options for quitting. If you can't just stop cold, you've got patches, you've got gums, you've got a whole bunch of options available. Dr. Raman will be talking about a number of them. And here's the thing. Even if you yourself are not a smoker, and I know that the majority of listeners to this podcast are not smokers. They lead exceptionally healthy lives. But there is a better than good chance that there is someone in your life who you care about that does smoke. And the idea then is to take this information and share it with them. Even just send them a link to the show. That would be phenomenal. We want to help as many people out as possible. And then back here on the regular edition of the exam room on Monday's podcast, we're going to be joined by Dr. John Pippen. He's going to be here to talk about efforts to fast track a vaccine for COVID-19 and how some of those efforts, this is exciting, how some of those efforts skipped right over the animal testing phase and went directly to human relevant research. So what does that mean? for the future of drug and vaccine development. Dr. Pippen will be here to tell us. And then also next week, get your questions ready because we will be doing another coronavirus Q&A with the doctor. We're going to be opening up the doctor's mailbag once again to answer your questions. So please send them in. And one of the easiest ways that you can do that is right on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Chuck Carroll WLC, or you can go to my Facebook page and send me your question there. And the Physicians Committee is at PCRM on Twitter and at Physicians Committee on the gram. And also next week, here's one for all of us. We've heard how important sleep can be, how we need a solid eight hours every night. But what happens to our immune system when we fall short of that, when we don't get enough sleep? We're going to be talking about why sleep could be one of the keys to keeping you healthy during the coronavirus outbreak. So that is next week on the show. But before that happens, I encourage you please to head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever shows are available, and hit the subscribe button there. And please also leave a five-star review. Because when you do that, not only will you begin receiving every new episode that we put out automatically, 
but you will also be helping to get this information to someone who really needs it. Because the more subscriptions and the more good reviews that we receive, the higher we climb in podcast rankings. And the higher we climb, the easier it is for people to find us. And the easier it is for people to find us, the easier it is for them to find this information that could potentially change and even save their life. And that, that's not just what life is about. That is what this show is about. But for right now, let's wrap things up. My thanks again to Audrey Dunham for joining us today, sharing some time with us and giving us some amazing cookie ideas. I'm going to head down to the kitchen right now and surprise my wife with a fresh batch of cookies. So for everyone here at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, stay safe and keep it plant-based.